When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From movie set to multiplex, it's the business of film with James Cameron Wilson. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Hey, Stella! If you build it, he will come. Here's Johnny! This is Simon Rose. You join us for the business of film, where I'm in conversation with James Cameron Wilson. So, James... I actually went to the cinema. I think it's the first visit to the cinema since Tenet. Obviously, there have been problems getting to the cinema anyway, but you've managed to go a lot more than I have. Um, it's what uh, I do, really. And I went to see Free Guy on your Well, I want you to talk about it when we get to Free Guy in okay, the chart. Okay, that's fine. And I'll I talk should... about the films I've seen when we get to them in the chart. Super. So, so we'll do this as a the... chart show, okay? How is the chart looking then? Okay, well, obviously, last week uh, was a big new entry courtesy of Marvel called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the mm. Ten Rings. Now, you may remember that the previous weekend was up 55.1% mm. because of the big new film, Shang-Chi. And last weekend was down 27.5%. But there were really no big movies to boost the box office. Everybody is waiting for September the 30th, mm. and I think you know what I mean. However, I this do. weekend, we do have the highly anticipated medieval fantasy, The Green Knight, with De, Dev Patel and Alicia Vikander. So that might do pretty well, but mm -hmm. not quite in the same league as Marvel and James Bond. No, no. So the number one film last weekend was Shang-Zi and the Legend of the Ten Rings down to, it, well, it made uh, £3.6 million, which is pretty good for a second weekend for a total mm -hmm. of £11.9 million in just 10 days. We have at number two, Free Guy, Hold Your Horses, which is down 28 for a total of £14.3 million. That is the highest grossing film in the, the top 10. And the one that Disney didn't simultaneously stream on its platform, Disney+. Plus. So what does that say to you? If people can't see it on screen, this is the most successful film in the top 10. So what did Simon Rose think of it? Well, did you go back to your previous one? What we don't know is what the total revenue for the film is going to be compared to another film that streams online because it may do less well in the cinema but it might make more from all the ancillary stuff we don't know but certainly i get the impression that still making something exclusive to the cinema is going to get you you know more revenue in the long term uh, well you, it costs you... more money to go to the <clears throat> cinema than if you've already got a subscription to yeah. netflix yeah. or disney plus yes though the studio of course gets money from leasing the film to netflix or to um another streaming service unless of course it's the service actually already owned by the people who make the movie um 
nonetheless, yes. a film opening at the cinema will make more money. Yeah. Because, um, as you know, the, the, the tickets for No Time to Die, the new James Bond film. Yes, my, my friend who came to see Free Guy with me has booked his ticket in the Odeon Leicester Square, probably the most expensive place in the UK you could see a film. Um, and it's eye-wateringly expensive. Um, How much so, did he pay for his ticket? I think it, well, well north of £20. He couldn't even get into the stalls, ow, I think. I know. So, so what did you expensive. think of Free Guy? I, know I you enjoyed it a lot. Okay, I enjoyed okay. it immensely, Joe. You recommended it so strongly. I had to go and see. I wanted to see something that was not going to tax my brain very much. I wanted to get back to the cinema with something that was just just was jolly good fun. And it was extremely entertaining. Um, played obviously, you know, often for last, but I thought actually it was it was it, very well done. In fact, I didn't know much about computer games, it didn't seem to matter. But as my um friend William pointed out, of course, that's probably why it did so well in the first weekend without anybody really noticing it, because gaming is a bigger industry than um, than the cinema now, makes much more money. Oh, indeed, and of course, yeah. every gamer probably wanted to go and see it. However, yeah. when we saw it, there were about 10 people in the auditorium, in a decent sized auditorium in first evening screening. So I suspect next weekend may not be quite as... Um, uh, exciting as the last weekend, but great fun. I thought a few jokes were a little beyond it. You know, when a lightsaber suddenly appeared, I think I groaned probably that they're just trying to milk um, the gags. But it was full of full of laughs, quite exciting. I loved the I loved the world that they conjured up. I just mm -hmm. wanted to yeah. know what was going to happen all the time and how they dealt with it. Yeah. And you seem to think there'll probably be sequels. Well, that could be could be. They fun. are Who working knows? on the sequel yeah. because it's done so well. I mean, it but, has been out for five weeks now, and it's still oh, is it five it's five weeks. Okay, well, that may explain why there weren't many people in the cinema. But well, indeed, but, but great, great fun. I'm really thank you for the recommendation. It was just what I needed to get me back into the joy of going to the cinema. And a terrific platform for Jodie Comer. It uh, wasn't it, yes, who we didn't recognise uh, to begin with. It, it wasn't until we we sort of saw, I suppose, outside the, the game that I suddenly recognised who it was. I mean, you know, obviously... You presumably saw Killing Eve. Yes, I saw Killing Eve, and that was obviously, you know, her big uh, leap to stardom, but I suspect she'll be able to do all manner of things in future. She's a well, very talented actor. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> As you know, the highest-paid British actress at the moment is Emily Blunt, but I can see Jodie Comer clocking up a few million very and she's do, shortly. She's doing a <clears throat> um, a domestic film, isn't she? Called, is it called Home with Stephen Graham? That I believe is coming out on DVD very quick soon. It was on television last Thursday. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. uh, I might just sort of try and catch up. I've with yet it. to see it, but okay. It's on I, TV. I've been I watching hadn't... a film every night the last week because oh. my daughter, my daughter's. Uh, um, here from New York, and so we have a lot of catching up to do. And it's great seeing films that you've loved the first time, seeing them again through somebody else's eyes, yes, and actually course. seeing more. For yes, instance, there was oh, I should she'd never seen The Godfather, and she was being ridiculed, <gasps> but never having seen. But she's so young, so we yes. sat down and watched The Godfather. I hadn't seen The Godfather since it opened in a heatwave in Toronto in 1972, and I was shocked how after 49 years I remembered it so meticulously it was quite amazing how well I remembered it but of course one's brain because uh, I, I think I was 19 when I saw it is you know you absorb everything yes but there was a scene at the very beginning where there is a whisper where w one of the godfather's clients whispers to Marlon Brando and you don't hear the whisper 
And I thought, well, that was really clever. Then, of course, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, Sophia Coppola, made Lost in Translation. Mm. And there is that famous scene at the end of the film where Bill Murray whispers to Scarlett Johansson. And that's become iconic. What did he say to her? Mm. And, of course, now that I've seen The Godfather, I realise she obviously pinched it from her father. Yes, yes. How fascinating. Anyway, we will move on to, we do have a new film at number three, which mm-hmm. made £425,000 at 597 screens. I was actually surprised that Respect was quite so high in the chart. Um, a year ago, a hot contender for the Oscar for Best Actress was Jennifer Hudson for her portrayal of Aretha Franklin Mm. in Respect. After her turn as Grisabella in Cats, she needed all the positive news she could get. (laughs) But, you know, there was this pandemic and the film was put back a year. And at the time, she was competing against Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom uh, and Andre Day for Betty Smith versus the United States. Now, she's a hot contender for an Oscar nomination for next March, and she's competing against Kristen Stewart's Princess Diana mm. for Spencer, a, yeah. scripted by your mate Stephen Knight. Mm. Yeah, And she's also up against Jessica, Jessica Chastain's Tammy Faye Baker for uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. So this time of year, the biographies are beginning to c- come out. And I will say that she is terrific in this she is a phenomenal singer and she is a highly accomplished actress now i mentioned recently how many films open in beds and so respect directed by first timer liesel tommy opens in a bed and my heart sunk Mm. young aretha aged 10 is raised from her slumber by her father a baptist pastor played by forrest whitaker who wants her to sing to the assembled guests downstairs, which she does very willingly and very beautifully. And so we follow her life from her early days through to her various domestic ups and downs and to her eventual success. Now, there have been a lot of musical biographies of late. Only last year, as I say, we had Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Billie Holiday versus the United States. And Mm. although the former, with Viola Davis as Ma Rainey, didn't really escape its theatrical origins, it truly captured the bolshy spirit of the singer, the film being set over a single recording session. I think the best film biographies, say, for instance, My Week with Marilyn or Me and Orson Welles, focus on a period of its subject's Mm. life rather than trying to cram a whole lifetime in two hours, or in the case of Respect, almost two and a half hours. It's a wholly respectable portrait of the singer but treads down a very familiar path the material i think possibly more suitable to a documentary than yet another tragedy to riches to alcoholism biog with great songs in fact when you consider jennifer hudson's own story her failure to win american idol on tv she only placed seventh in the third season the Oscar for her first film, Dream Girls, mm. the Grammy Awards, the Emmy, the Golden Globe, and then the murder of her mother, her brother, and her seven-year-old nephew, all in the same 
brutal shootout in October of 2008. She's had an extraordinary life. And then, of course, there was Cats. <laughs> uh, she's had quite a life and I wish her all the best when the Oscar nominations are announced next February on the 8th but the film itself for all that is a bit of a slog uh, Retha Franklin herself who died three years ago actually chose Jay Hud uh, to play her in the film and it was a very good choice you think Aretha Franklin's in, involvement in the early stages made the film a little more anodyne than it might otherwise have been? I think, yes. I yeah. hate to say that, yes. But, yeah. I mean, it's very truthful about her alcoholism and the child abuse. She was pregnant at 12. <sighs> and she had many children. And she was beaten up by husbands. It's a terrible story, but it's just all so familiar, I'm afraid. Yes, which of course is slightly dispiriting. It's familiar because so many, so many of the American singers seem to have gone through some some similar sort of career path. Mm, quite important. Well, indeed. Oh well, that's rather depressing, James. Um, let us take a uh, brief pause for breath. Then, sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. You're listening to the uh, the business of film on Share Radio, where I, Simon Rose, I'm in conversation with James Cameron Wilson. So, James, we've got to number three in the chart. Respect. What's next? OK, number four, we've got Candyman, which was at number three last week, down 45 percent, which is one of the best horror films of the last few years, directed by Nia DaCosta, who is going a great places. And the first black or well, first woman of color to actually direct a film that opened at number one in the mm. u.s it's now got the total over here of 3.8 million pounds at number five we've got a new film uh which made 409,000 called malignant now when i started watching malignant i wasn't sure whether or not i was watching a spoof Practically every cliche you can think of was thrown into the mix. The sudden apparitions, the creaking doors, the booming sound effects, the fog-enshrouded house, obviously inspired by Norman Bates' gaff, even though, as we see in one shot, it's actually in a modern Seattle street, although I suspect we weren't meant to see that. It was just a, a slip of the camera. And the worst cliche of all is the fact that in these types of horror films, all the lamps in the house are on, always, but mm. barely emit any light <laughs> at all. Yeah, I've, been, I've, been to, I've been to hotels like that, James. Uh, have, <laughs> well, I, I just so worry about the electricity bills and the fact that they just don't <laughs> seem to be shedding any light. Um, then there's the various devices that sort of start to turn themselves on in the middle of the night. Malignant, directed by James Wan, he Who Brought Us Saw, Insidious, and The Conjuring series. He really should know better. He's come up with a very original idea, but wraps it up in some very conventional trappings. Uh, Annabelle Wallace, who also starred in Annabelle is, and The Mummy, has become a sort of British scream queen. She was born in Oxford. She's got a very good American accent. She has been living with Chris Pine, for three years, so she's obviously one of the pine nuts, and oh, she's a very. James. <laughs> That's what they're known. Chris Pine fans are known as. Pine oh, are nuts. they? Oh, I apologise. Oh, okay, fine. As like Benedict Cumberbatch's fans are known as um, Cumberbitches. Mm. 
No, 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 I'm not, not just being silly, although I am silly, obviously. Anyway, uh, Annabelle Wallace, she plays Madison Mitchell, who is now on her fourth pregnancy and is then beaten up by her husband, Derek, played by Jake Abel, and she loses her fourth child. But on the same night, she also loses Derek when their Seattle home is invaded by an attacker who leaves her unconscious. She then wakes up in hospital and when she's well enough, she resolves to turn her house into a fortress. Although we, the audience, knows that the threat comes from within. I don't want to give too much away, tempted as I am, but it's like a cross between Carl Rayner's All of Me with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. <laughs> right. And the Unborn. And it's, it's very funny. The violence is so implausible and over the top that I couldn't stop laughing. I was just sorry that I was the only person in the cinema so that I couldn't share my mirth. Oh, dear. I wonder, it's odd, you should, I wonder if there had been other people where they would have laughed as well or whether your laughter might have started them off or <laughs> maybe the fact they weren't laughing would have stopped you. Bizarre. Anyway, so but that was number 18 five. certificate. I mean, it's very violent, but you get, reach a point where it's so over the top that you hmm. can't be scared, you, can't, you just can't take it seriously. Oh, they, the other thing that really bugged me is, this is, if you can picture Norman Bates' house from Psycho, it's a very narrow building. Hmm. This was a very narrow building. You weren't meant to see the modern houses on either side of it. Hmm. But when you get into the house, there are these enormous, capacious, commodious <laughs> rooms. And I, it's like the TARDIS. And, and that annoyed me. I mean, everything about the film annoyed it, but it it is very funny. Well, I'm glad you got a laugh out of it, James. Okay. Albeit unintentionally. So what next? Okay, we have at number six, Paw Patrol, the movie, down from number four, which is a drop of 30%. We have a new film at seven, Cop Shop, which is an action thriller set in Nevada about a showdown at a police station between a con artist, a rookie cop, and a hitman, with Gerard Butler as the determined hitman. That made 198000 for a £405 average, which is not good, particularly for a new Gerard Butler film. I saw the trailer. It didn't make me want to see it. Oh, Simon, I'm sorry. It's all right. Well, we've got at number eight, Jungle Cruise, which I enjoyed the first half, which was at number five, down 38%, with a total of 12 million quid. We've got the animated Crudes, A New Age at number nine, which was at number seven, down 25%, with a three with a 9.3 million pound total. Mm -hmm. And surely the worst film, yeah, definitely the worst film in the chart at number 10, Space Jam, A New Legacy, down 27% for a total, oh, this is embarrassing, £12.4 million. Pounds. However, there is hung another on for a, new Hung film. on for a long time, hasn't it, that? Because I know has. you've been lamenting its I have been appalling nature for a long time. Every yes. other critic been <laughs> yes. lament, <laughs> lamenting it. Yeah. But we, I would like to talk about a film that opened at number 12 called Her Self. Herself is an Anglo-Irish film directed by Felida Lloyd, who brought us Mamma Mia. Oh, yes. And The Iron Lady. I wasn't a particular fan of either of those films, but I think her third outing is a triumph. 
Like Aretha Franklin, Sandra, played by Claire Dunn, is routinely beaten by her husband and decides to run away with her two young daughters, and so embarks on a lengthy process to set up a new home with her children. There is an air of Ken Loach about the film, but somehow it's got a lot more warmth and compassion and humanity and is more moving than it is harrowing. I was so moved by this. I think had Loach been in charge, it would have been less so. It is easily one of the best films I have seen all year, and I have been waiting to see it ever since Amazon Studios kindly sent me a DVD last December. However, with all the DVDs we had to watch, and mm. I know you, want, you know what it's like, yes. I never got around to seeing Herself, which is now available in cinemas and should be tracked down at great expense and effort. It not only stars Claire Dunn, of whom I was not familiar until this, but it is co-written by her with Malcolm Campbell, based on an idea of hers. She gives one of the best performances of the year and is strongly supported by Dame Harriet Walter as the gruff ex-doctor who employs her as a cleaner and then shows her enormous compassion. Ultimately, the film is a commentary on the housing crisis and how our saving grace in these difficult times is a sense of community. I don't want to tell you any more, that, any more than that. I was actually criticised in my review on my website for giving too much away. So I've made a real point. I of would not... say you don't normally do that at all. No, You're I know. very I, good at just I trying to set up. too much away. I know, but I maybe I did. But it, it is a wonderful film. And we ran out of time last week to talk about uh, a piece that got a lot of publicity in Variety, which mm. I thought was really interesting. And this being a sort of money show, I, I think it's probably germane. Mm. But it was talking about... In this day and age, uh, how much actors are still getting, and I was quite interested to see that Robert Pattinson, uh, of course, he was in Tenet, who was the, the last film you saw besides Free Guy. Mm. Uh, they call me Free Guy at my cinema now. I'm the guy who. <laughs> oh, here's the Free Guy. Yeah, okay. Here's your comp. Yeah, yeah Robert Pattinson playing the Batman in the new Batman film. Mm is getting paid $3 million. Mm. Are, are you impressed? Are you amazed? Is that not... I, I don't know. I imagine that's par for the course these days. Okay, well... Anyway, and, uh, and presumably a, a percentage of royalties, one would imagine. Possibly, yes. But more than that, Emily Blunt got mm. between around $9 million for Jungle Cruise, which makes her the highest-paid British actress at the moment. So what was the article about, that, that saying that actors are being paid far too much, it's making the industry well, uneconomic? It, well, it was saying, actually, how much, a very few number of actors, how much money they are getting. And they cited, for instance, Jennifer Lawrence, who is getting $25 million for Don't Look Up. And, well... That would make her and Julia Roberts, who's still getting that sort of money, yeah. the two highest paid actresses in the world now. Dwayne Johnson, however, is getting 30 million from Amazon Studios for a new film called Red One. I suppose, I suppose then the three million for Robert Pattinson seems rather. rather well, it does, boring. because uh, after Dwayne Johnson, there's an actor getting 40 million for 
a film called The Little Things, and that was Denzel Washington. Wow. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, wow. I, I suppose it's what the market can bear. I mean, it's similar to footballers getting paid enormous amounts. I mean, there is money sloshing around. It's entirely, you know, the studios are perfectly entitled to hire unknowns in all these roles, and the films would cost a great deal less. But they're obviously assuming that if you put unknowns in the roles of big films, then people won't go and see them. So, well, absolutely. But the headline, of course, I don't know if you saw this, is how much... Um, well, the little things actually opened here back mm. in January. Uh, no, it opened in the States in January. I don't think we've had it yet, have we? I, I'm, I'm not I aware of it. No, I, I, was there a, a DVD sent out of the screener? I can't remember. I certainly heard about it at the time, but I don't believe it. I had there. no idea Denzel was paid £40 no. million for it. But, of course, the big news, the headline in the Variety piece, is mm. that Daniel Craig... It's getting a hundred million oh, for the two sequels to Knives Out, so fifty million apiece, <gasps> which makes him the highest-paid actor in history. That's surely insupportable. How can, I mean, have Netflix, to, I mean Netflix. they would have to be as good or better than the original for that to be worthwhile. And even then, you just think that's extraordinary. Oh, a hundred million, Simon. That's more than we make for radio. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine his agent bringing up to give him the the good news? My gosh! Well, I mean, will we ever see him in a film again after? But that? it's funny after time. James Bond, and he was said he would never play James Bond again. He plays yeah. a sort of southern detective, and ends yeah. up making more money than 007. That's bizarre. But we did enjoy his role. Um, that's that it, terrific. unfortunately, James. So uh, we'll have to stop now. But we'll be back with more business of film <laughs> on that gobsmacking news at the same time next week. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Houston, we have a problem. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? 